There is a thin veil that protects humanity from the horrors and darkness of the other. Within the other lives everything that our minds can bring to imagination. Or maybe it is not imagination at all, and just a thinly veiled reality that our mind cannot believe to be true. The veil is the will of humanity to protect the innocent from the dangerous and the horrible. A pursuit to ensure that the darkness of the other does not consume the world. The vanguard are those who uphold the veil, who know the truth of the horrors and fight it every day to protect the innocent. They must ensure that the balance is maintained in the darkness held at bay. We are the vanguard of the veil. Welcome, everyone, to another session of the Vanguard of the Veil, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast powered by the Apocalypse System. I am your keeper, Fred, and my pronouns are he, him. And joining with us tonight, Alex. Hi, I'm Alex. Uh, my pronouns are anything you like to call me, and I play Deandra. Her pronouns are she, her. Steph. Hi, I'm Steph. I play Artemisia, and both of our pronouns are she, her. Josh. I'm Josh. I play Spin. And both of our pronouns are he, him. And Matthew. Hello, listeners. I am Matthew. I play Professor Gunderson, and our pronouns are he, him. Oh, boy. Now, before we get into your recap, Matthew, let's do a little bit of experience points and leveling. So uh, the four questions, um, I don't remember them. I think I have them somewhere, though. How does it go? So did you conclude the current mystery is question number one. Yes. Did they save someone from certain death or worse? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Did we learn something new and important about the world? Yeah, always. Uh, yeah. Right? And did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? So I, I think it's yes. fair to say that you sorted past with DJ Polly D. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we need to explore that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Like, like it's, it, it'd be funny to me, like, if we find out that, like, you were one of the, the girls on the boardwalk during an episode <laughs> of Jersey Shore that he basically, like, you know, like, went up and talked to you and then, like, shunned you and, you know, Ooh. just ghosted you. That's why she had to go west. <laughs> Uh, okay um so did anybody level up yes i did okay wow only matthew okay Uh, so i did not level up on the previous yeah uh, one so this is only my second level up with this character okay that makes sense so did, did you decide on what uh you took it for your character i'm glad you asked fred so maybe we should do like a fun <laughs> anecdote while you quickly review and make sure your decision is solid. Well, I can't I can't pick anything that would uh, <laughs> that would that would put you in a hard spot. So uh, I think what I'm going to do is I am going to uh, get a plus one to my weird. So was it originally plus two and now you're going to be at a plus three? Correct. OK. I mean, that's a solid one. I mean, that's like your main it is, you know, I, and I stat. have uh, abilities to use it for other stuff. So, like when I, I mean, I already use it for magic, but I think I also do. I said that, and now of course I'm looking at my character sheet, like I actually knew what I was saying. But oh yeah, for I have a, I have my heal ability lets me use uh, 
uh, weird. Um, okay, and you know, about a week will pass. So if you had taken any damage or injuries, we'll just go ahead and just uh, clean that slate. Um, so you guys can bring that all back. Um, of course, luck points never come back. So if you have ever used <laughs> luck points, those are permanently gone. And all right, Matthew. So if you can just recap what happened last time. <laughs> On the last episode of Vanguard of the Veil, after finding themselves in the coups, a karaoke bar attached to a gas station, the team finds themselves surrounded by mind-controlled karaoke-ers under the influence of the mysterious demonic force while DJ Polly D DJs. And you're going to hear a lot of DJ. Uh, Professor Gunnison tries to hold back the masses with an anti-noise device he crafted while Artemisia uses her spooky powers to stop the turntable. However, the music continues. In the confusion, Deandra focuses her attention to the DJ, DJ Polly D, and starts shooting at him, and Spin recovers the evil CD. Deandra manages to shoot DJ Polly D, only for him to reveal himself as DJ Polly Demon, and then summons some imps. While Spin distracts the crowd with his singing skills, Artemisia and Professor Gunderson defeat the imps and DJ Polly Demon. DJ Polly Demon's manager, Larry Rudolph, admits to summoning DJ Polly Demon, and Deandra shoots him dead. Back at campus, the team does some soul searching, while Skip, the gargoyle from the Veiled Society, departs, meeting with a couple of mysterious figures who inquire about. Artemisia. We find ourselves uh, on a rainy afternoon. Deandra, you are sitting in the local diner. Um, you're currently going through just stacks of newspapers and magazines, as you often do. Uh, several cigarette butts in a uh, ashtray with one currently lit in your hand. Um, you are in a liquorless diner, but yet you have alcohol uh, in a glass in front of you, uh, more than likely from your personal reserves. Uh, and at the beginning of every new mystery session, uh, we would like for you to roll connect the dots. Okay, I will do that. Um, let's see what I get. Uh, Ten exactly. That's um, great. That's yeah, great. A, I get a I get a hold of three, so I have three. Excellent, excellent. And as you're doing this, and you are just kind of like furiously just kind of going through the pages, especially after what happened uh, during our last session, um, you are kind of taken aback as somebody sits down in front of you. Uh, this person is a woman who is dressed fairly normal, um, you know, standard kind of like jacket that has a hood over it, um, covered kind of like in rain. Um, she has a stroller uh, alongside the table um, as she kind of like rocks a stroller back and forth and looks at you. I don't take a big uh, drag off the cigarette and kind of blow it in her face and like, hi? It's been several weeks since you've checked in, so I had to make a personal visit happen. Do you have anything to report? And at this point, you recognize a person in front of you, the person in front of you. It is Delilah. And if you recall Delilah from season one, we find that she actually works with Alexander Skarsgård and an organization uh, known as Dulce Periculum. 
and you were, for lack of a better term, conscripted into this organization through Alexander, whether you wish to or not. Um, I know that you tend to not affiliate yourself with organizations, but they had sent you here, uh, along with your own personal desires that come back, um, to look into the uh, recent mysteries of Brown Community College and uh, this area. Yeah, um, I guess I'll say there, there's uh, there's some there's a few things going on. Got a couple plates spinning, but there's definitely something happening here. Well, we've been tracking the magical fluctuation here, and there is a lot of big magic happening, and we believe that one of your cohorts is responsible. Okay. What do you know about Artemisia? Um, I know that she can do kind of magic-y stuff, and she's got a cool style, and <laughs> she seems chill. Deandra, you're an investigator. Yeah. This is what we hire you for. We need you to figure out whether or not she is going to be a problem. Did she open the rift into the veil? Do I do I think she opened that? Is that like is that a conclusion that I've come to or I mean unless you want to utilize one of the connect the dots holds? Uh, no, I'm not going to cuz I'm going to I'm going to act in good faith. I don't think she did. No, I don't think she's going to be a problem. I will keep an eye out for it. I will see what I can find out, but I I I mean I'm more you're not more concerned about Gunderson who like has actively done horrible things I'm that's like I'm trying to watch that dude well we have been watching Gunderson for a while and uh, he is benign at best Um, some of the things that he has been participant in the past with uh, it was really more of the league of colleagues that he kept with him he was really just a minor player but uh, it wouldn't, you know, it would be prudent to keep an eye on him as well. But I'm more curious about this caster. So you've seen her use big magic? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. I, I don't, it's always been in the service of saving people or did, like mitigating harm. So it seems as if she's on our side as far as I can tell um, I will maybe it's a little haphazard maybe it's a little color and outside of the lines but I mean who am I to judge that right well remember Deandra in our business there are really no sides there's just what we do to protect humanity and the oh, horrors yeah, for sure. that come along with it yeah. Look, I need you to report to me in a week's time and if anything else comes up, but we're going to be keeping an eye on this rift and uh, closely monitor if anything else comes through. But there has been a lot of activity here and it can't be a coincidence. There is something no. more happening behind the scenes. We need you to get into the bottom of this. I will. Can I ask for a favor? I, of course. Um, I need to be set up with a fake identity online. Can you like do some like deep, like putting things out there that are kind of like 
fabricating an identity kind of thing. But like not too good. I want it to be a little bit see-through. But I want it to be like, you know, a little bit older. Like put some stuff on there, some traces, something that I can be traced. You know what I mean? So you would like to be untraceable or you would like us to place information out there that can be traced that is not factual? Yes, that. Okay. We have an expert on our team. We can make that happen. Is there anything specific you would like us to fabricate for you? Um, n- no, not particularly. Um, just like as, uh, I just want it to look like it's been around for a while, if that, if that makes sense. Like some sort of ghost account that looks like, looks uh, fake, but looks like it's been around for a while. That's, that's what I'm looking for. Okay. Okay, we'll make that happen. And you can see her just like gently rocking this stroller next to her. And for a moment, you catch a glimpse of what's inside. And there's like anybody who looks into this stroller is obviously going to be able to tell that there is like a fake baby doll in there. But mm-hmm. peeking, <laughs> peeking out from behind it looks like some kind of very high-tech military like black gun there's like a large gun underneath this baby doll and she goes okay well if there's nothing else we're gonna need you to check in in a week's time i'll do that i will check in in a week and deandra just i know that you were involved with the happenings with ns9 uh back in california i just want to let you know that you can no longer trust anybody from that agency. Things have gone dark, and we are working independently of them right now. So just be careful who you trust. Good advice. Always good advice. And with that, she stands up, pushes a stroller out the front door into the rain, and is gone. And we follow her as the camera pans out into the street. Water is just pelting the ground. It's deafening. And we go closer and closer to Brown Community College. We pass through the walls of one of the large buildings and we come to what looks like a teacher's room. It, it is probably like a, uh, what, you know, a break room. You find you know, several couches, tables, a couple of refrigerators, a TV. And you also find Professor Gunderson and Professor Radigans uh, sitting at a table enjoying what looks like a cup of hot liquid. So, uh, Professor Gunderson, um... I, it's weird for me to come to you, I know, but I need all the support I can get. Um, obviously, with the attendance uh, dwindling and, of course, of all of the unfortunate happenings, we have garnered quite a reputation. Um, I am going to be vying for uh, the role of a head teacher. I, I want to help lead uh, this campus and, you know, our colleagues into providing a safer environment for our students and and repurposing uh, the way we spend our money, maybe getting some good PR and marketing. Um, can I rely on your support? There are only two things that I want in this world out of this school that I don't already have. One 
I want you to change the name of the science building. Sorry, the center for the sciences. And secondly, I want you to change the name of the school too, let's be honest. It's hackneyed, repeated, unnecessary, conceited, demented. Oh, Dennis. Uh, I mean, that is an incredibly tall order. You have to remember that the Brown family who donated the money to erect this university, they are long-standing uh, residents of Rhode Island and uh, a very prestigious family. Um, you know, their family line goes incredibly far back. Um, but as a consolation, how about this? I will figure out how to rename the center of the sciences to something a little bit more um, appealing. Would you have any suggestions? Yes, just not at this time. Uh, perhaps, though, your concerns with the PR of the school, a rebranding may be necessary to attract new students. Okay, that's great. What I will do is I'll reach out to some of my peers and see if I could get somebody prestigious, uh, somebody, you know, from the just the science realm and, and have them come over and uh, maybe, you know, make a couple of donations. We could change some names, uh, really just kind of ramp things up around here. Out of curiosity, who else is running for this role of, uh, did you say head teacher? Oh, well, yes, uh, there is one other person, um, but nobody, uh, nobody likes him. So it's, it's Professor uh, Bran. Wilson. <laughs> I really hope that isn't the same name I used in season one, but mm. yes, and he is intolerable. Um, he is just loud and brash, and I would hate for him to lead our team. Here. Right, for context, is he the one from the uh, like the first episode who was going off about vampires? Yes. Okay. Yes. When you were at like that teacher's meeting and she was actually. When people were going missing before everything else. Yes. Well, that was the least of our problems. There's been like 30 other students since then that have probably died. Yeah, the the mass like student thrown out of window event of two weeks ago. (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, I shall consider you as a. as in, I'll endorse you, perhaps. I, I, I must, uh, of course, understand uh, both candidates and their pros and cons, and uh, you know who's willing to promise me the most to satisfy my desires. God damn it, Gunderson. I've already offered you to change the name of the science building. Well, it wasn't really getting us anywhere. It was an affront to science as a whole, and... I do understand there is an adjoining room uh, to the lab that I do not, I'm sorry, that to my uh, workspace uh, that uh, is currently not being utilized. Perhaps uh, we can work out a deal in the future to make that accessible to me. For science. Fine. As long as I have your endorsement, can I count on that? Gunderson. He will, uh, he'll, he'll reach out his hand in, in a little bit of an awkward manner to shake. Like it's something he doesn't, he doesn't really, the human contact thing's a little weird for him, but he understands that it is needed here. 
and she grabs your hand, and as, as she does so, you can feel the rough, leathery skin of her hand, and mm. uh, this is due to her being, you know, the professor of, you know, horniculture and whatnot, and you botany. recall... Bo- or botany, yeah. And um, she walks away, and, and, and once again, as she walks away, you um, are reminded of the slight limp. She has a drag on her left foot. Um, that's something that you had seen prior, uh, obviously through all of your interactions with her. Um, but she walks away, and um, we walk away with her, and the camera continues to pan through the rainy courtyard of Brown Community College. across uh, a quad where there is a handful of students, not a lot. It's midday, probably in between classes, uh, and you find yourself uh, with Chad, Spin, and Artemisia uh, with uh, maybe a a handful of students uh, around sitting at different tables. Um, Chad is uh, vigorously eating uh, what looks like an egg salad sandwich. Uh, He's wearing his uh, bleach-stained BCC shirt and jeans um, and is addressing uh, Spin as spittle of egg flies towards you. So, uh, So you were at that karaoke thing the other day i heard like it was crazy like a rager yeah it was uh it was not so man i, I wish i got to see dj poly d i hear he's just amazing on stage sure our friend knows him what, what? Do, do you think like do you think you can get him to come back and like do another concert or something or dj a, a party for us wait what if we throw a party and he djs it we would just, oh my God, that would be amazing. Uh, can he come back? I look at Artemisia, like, confused. <laughs> kind of shrug. <laughs> Why wouldn't he be able to come back? Is he like, I don't know. Super busy. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, yeah, yeah you're celebrities. Yeah. He's probably doing another, you know, Jersey Shore spinoff, like Christmas vacation version or something, you know, but... Well, I mean, if you could, that would be great. But, you know, I'm not going to get my hopes up. It is Rhode Island, so. Good. Yeah, hope's bad. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Don't hope, ever. So, uh, are you guys going to class, or do you guys want to, like, go hang out and smoke? I think about what class I have next. I can hang. I've got my vape, but I also hate class, so. Oh, don't don't worry. I, I have some some primo smoke so you guys i'll take care of it don't worry no mine's chili dog flavored what yeah like you had chili dog and then smoked your vape no it's it's, it's it was a discount shut up that's disgusting it's great and as you are conversing with each other um you overhear a uh, a uh, uh, hushed conversation from behind you and somebody goes oh uh yeah artemisia's over there, but why are you dressed up? And you look behind you, and there is this person who looks like they are in a bad cosplay of RoboCop. Um, they are, they have a, a metal helmet with a visor. They have what looks like metal gloves and bracers. There's just like pieces of metal all over their body, and. The, this student is pointing at Artemisia in the middle of the quad, and this person just starts walking towards you. 
Is it LARP day today? Chad's like, we have a LARP day? I, uh, uh, um, do you know that? I know people LARP. I don't know if they're doing it today. I mean, that guy looks like he's LARPing. Artemisia, act under pressure. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> something that I should also mention. Artemisia's not wearing any shoes because <laughs> her boots got taken. And so she is uh, barefoot because she will not wear other shoes. Uh, ooh, that's not bad, actually. Uh, that is... God, what is that? Under pressure. Cool. That's a nine. Okay, so a nine is a partial success. So okay. this person who looks like they're dressed up for Halloween, they grab you and they are just like white knuckle grabbing you. And you can feel now that uh, they have what look like metal hands. You look upon this person and either the costume is incredibly expensive and intricate or this person is wearing like metal gloves and like have metal bracers. The helmet looks like, I don't know, like a slim motorcycle helmet, but purely made out of metal with a visor in the front. Is there like a, a human, like human flesh visible at all? Or is it oh, yes. all metal pieces? No, okay, no, there okay. it is. Yeah. So, you know, like the bracers cover the forearms, but you, you can okay. see the biceps. You it's know, not like, a, like, like a walking suit of armor no, kind of thing? No, no. Okay. All right. So this person is holding on to you. Um, he isn't hurting you, but you are unable to break its grasp, but you are able to act right now. What would you like to okay. do? Can I use magic to kind of like zap it a little bit? Like not super noticeably, cause I don't want to like Chad to pick up on what's happening, but just enough to hopefully like zap him so I can break contact. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll your weird. Uh, that's a 12. Okay, so you are incredibly successful. You do get to uh, choose the effect that you would like. Now, you could do damage. I don't know if I necessarily want to do damage right away. Let me pull up the thing. Do, 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 do. Yeah, ultimately, you know, you could kind of choose, like, if you want to, like, use magic to like push them back or try to maybe break the grasp you could do so or you could just try to damage this person with magic um yeah i guess yeah i'll just like damage them just like one harm yeah just kind of like a zap okay like so yeah. uh you you notice that um it seems like the effects of your spell do more damage than normal um and uh it more than likely it is due to the type of element you used and what looks like the metal upon its body um it does not break its grasp though so you have mm. uh hurt it and it is now grabbing your second hand and now it has both your hands grabbed and starts to pull you like to the other side of the room it is literally just kidnapping you right now i'm like no uh, spin help I, me can i break its grip uh, you could try anything i would like to kick ass sivu play yeah. or see buckets oh okay that is a 10. Okay, so you are definitely successful. So uh, what is it that you do and how much damage do you do? So I casually as it like it looks like I'm doing nothing fancy. I just reach over and like 
grab its arms and pull them off. And then I just kind of push it back a little bit. And I was like, hey, you should ask first. And then I enter, like, I stand between it and uh, Artemisia. So, uh, so it... With the kick some ass, I would say it has to be more of an attack, unless you want to change that to like a protect someone. So you could protect, I can protect someone. Okay. If I do protect someone, it's eleven. Okay, and it is a tough roll, so it shouldn't change your roll. So that's fine. Um, so yeah, yeah. so you um, on a ten plus, you can um, prevent harm. Uh, you can um, just get in front of the way, hold the enemy back. So you're just gonna push this enemy back from. Artemisia. Yep. Okay, great. So you kind of place yourself in between them, and at, after you talk to it, you can see that it is just starting to emit this like guttural growl, and it is going to just punch you. And uh, wait, go ahead. I said, go ahead. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, okay. And so I want you to act under pressure now. Oh shit. A seven. Okay, uh, so you're only partially successful. Um, you are going to take a, a large punch to the face. The the, the hand is metallic. Um, you are going to take three points of damage, um, which I believe you have armor too. Oh yeah, I believe to negate. Um, but now you are able to take advantage of this next uh, uh, move. So what would you like to do in response? So it throws the punch. It hits me in the face and I kind of like just stonewall it, just like smooth hit the face. And then I punch it in the face. And can I back spin up with a, a jinx? Okay. So I can potentially give him a, a plus one. Uh, no, I rolled snake eyes. Heard. Yep. So does that mean uh, so you get That means you get shit for me. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's, uh, yeah. So you get two over on me. Uh, minus one forward. Plus one forward for somebody else. Uh, interfere with what someone, what I'm, uh, a monster minion or bystander is trying to do. Uh, inflict one harm. Uh, the target finds something you left for them, or the target loses something that you will find. Okay, we'll we'll approach that in a second. Okay, I'm kicking ass. That is a eleven. Okay, so you are successful. Now you get to add one extra effect. What would you like to do? Um, what are my options? I don't have the thing up right inflict, now. Inflict terrible harm, so plus one harm. You suffer one less harm. You force them where you want them. I will inflict terrible harm. So um, my unarmed stuff, it ignores armor, and it does two harm now. Okay, so then... So it punches me, it punches me, and I don't, like, flinch or move or anything, and I instinctually punch back, and uh, it makes that really loud, like aluminum bat sound against its head yes and it's even louder now because it's like as if metal versus metal is colliding yes. um and you also realize that he doesn't flinch uh from your punch and it's going to grapple you now and uh it is Wait. going to try to take a bite out of you act under pressure oh my god yo double sixes Okay, yeah. so you are able to avoid this bite, uh, and you can see it's just like gnashing at you. It's almost like as if it's like a rabid animal right now. Um, it doesn't seem to. It's not as if it's not intelligent. It's just just rabid. 
um, and it is just biting and trying to just take you out. And Chad is like mouth open, egg salad falling out, and is like, what? We need to get out of here, Artemisia. Like, what is go, going on? Go get Professor Gunderson. What? Don't ask questions. What? Go. Go. I, I said no fight. questions. And he goes and runs off. All right, Artemisia, what would you like to do? Huh. Um, the magic is not really with me today, so I think I'm just gonna just gonna kick some ass. Okay. Uh, hey. Which I'm bad at. Uh, so literally, just I'm gonna try to like kind of go around the back and jump up on it and put my like skirt over its okay. head so it can't see. I don't know yeah. if that kicks some ass or help out or I, I will allow you protect to someone. Use, I would allow you to use uh, help out. Well, are you trying to do damage or are you trying to give a I'm trying to distract so then you could probably yeah, do like, like help help out protect someone. I will do protect someone because better. Uh, what is that? Nine? Okay, so you're partially successful. So uh, when you help out, you give a plus one, uh, but you also expose yourself to danger. Yeah, my ass is out. <laughs> yes. So due to your jinx, uh, I am going to no uh, basically have you interfere with uh, spin. Spin is going to take a okay. minus one to its next <laughs> Too roll. Too much skirt goes yes. over both their heads. Uh, and then yep. also too very dark in here. Uh, because you place yourself in danger. Now it's got one hand on you and he, he it's, it's got you like clamped on its back. You are covering its its face. Uh, and then now uh, Spin, you can go ahead. You smell chili right. dog. Kicking more ass. To get this BS the F out of here. Nine. Okay, you're partially successful. So uh, you do your damage, but you can see that every time you punch him, you don't feel like you're doing a lot of damage to it. So you're you're wondering if your ignore armor or if there's something else going on, but it is definitely not showing a lot of damage from your attacks. Wild. So I just yeah, I do the the regular one two punches with my magic fist. And you strike both times. As that's happening, and with the arm clamped on Artemisia, this person turns around and just starts running. And it is just booking down the quad. Nice. I could chase it. Easy. All right. So the two of you are running, and uh, it is incredibly fast, but you are fast as well. And it is about it, it is just bolting towards what looks like a sewer grate on the ground it puts one foot down kicks this sewer hole up it the metal starts flipping upwards and before it is able to jump down you have one action uh before you uh this thing is gone with artemisia what would you like to do uh it flipped up like the manhole cover yes correct i think this would be uh protect someone to Recollect Artemisia. Okay. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to uh, use my uh, sick agility in an attempt to yank Artemisia free. Okay. Another nine. Okay. So you're partially successful. So you're able to grapple Artemisia away from this creature. But due to that, you leave yourself open and it immediately goes on the attack to you. And 
the visor that's upon its helmet starts to light up and a solid beam of light comes out right at you and you are struck by what you can only assume is some kind of laser beam and you're going to take three points of damage. Oh, you got hyper beamed. Does it, is it ignore armor damage? Oh, look. So you should be at a- Let's take a look. You're gonna use a lock? Yeah, no damage. Okay, so you're still only at one point of damage then, right? Because you had two armor yeah. against the three. Okay. Okay, yeah. now you're kind of at a standstill. It is in front of you, standing next to the manhole, uh, obviously still focusing on you and attacking you, and you have Artemisia in your hands, uh, in your arms, and you're kind of like five feet away from it. Um, you can hear the running footsteps. Uh, Professor Gunderson, Chad uh, runs up to you uh, and goes, I, Robocop is attacking uh, Spin and uh, he's holding Artemisia in his arms and she told me to come get you. Based on that, I want to investigate a mystery. Okay. <laughs> like, does this mean something to me, essentially? All right, it's a six. Okay. That is a failure. I will... And none of it makes too much sense, but I'm also looking to get out of this uh, awkward meeting with Radikins. So, uh, Gutterson will be like, uh, <clears throat> Professor, if you'd excuse me, it seems that my students need me. I think she already walked away from you, so... Uh, right, she did. Yeah. Oh, he didn't notice. <laughs> he was staring at his cup. You go back to, liquid. like, apologize her, and she's already gone. And you're like, oh, she's oh, already left. Uh, 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 all right, guess I'll have to move quickly. And you follow. He does that. You follow Chad. The rain is starting to let up. It's not as uh, kind of thick as it was earlier. Um, and you come upon a scene, and now you see Spin uh, just kind of like cradling Artemisia in his hands. Uh, and then there is this really interesting person uh, that looks like they're wearing a Halloween costume of like a Robocop. Uh, and what would you like to do? I would like to read a bad situation. Okay. <laughs> ha. I would like to make an assessment. That is better. <laughs> that is an 11. Okay. So you are able to hold three on that. So what would you like me to ask? Or what would you like to ask? Uh, what is the best way to protect the victims? You are either going to need to incapacitate this person or figure out a way to escape with them in tow. In that case, I would like to use the goo gun. Okay. Uh, so I will roll to kick some ass. We all know how that's going to go. Yeah. Uh, actually, <laughs> I got a seven on the dot, except my tough is a minus one. <laughs> nice. So uh, that's six. So you fail. Um, so I'm really trying to get another level up here. Yeah. So unfortunately, uh, due to your failure, you actually goo Artemisia onto spin, and now they are stuck together. Ooh. Two birds, one stone. And uh, that'll probably <laughs> be the end of your jinx. Uh, you have uh, those two holds on your jinx are now taken up. Both, uh, Delightful. yeah, so both from distracting spin <laughs> earlier and now uh, Gunderson sticking you together. The goo gun. All right, so let me tell you what the goo gun do. Uh, oh, that's not good. Uh, three harm, far, messy area, fire, reload, unreliable. <laughs> Got it. 
Oh boy. So that means both these hunters are going to take three harm. Okay. That's too much harm. They shouldn't that's, take that, that much is harm. A lot of harm. That's armor. as much harm as I took in the whole last fight. Yes. I don't have any armor. So you are at three points uh, and then spin. You only take one more damage from that. You're at two points. Two. Uh, but unfortunately, you're in a very <laughs> difficult situation. Um, your hands are bound to Artemisia and you are stuck together. Now your legs are still free and you could still technically do kick some ass, but you will probably take at least a minus one ongoing on all kick some ass due to the fact that you're going to have to utilize this extra weight on you, right? With Artemisia. So you're going to have to like take that into consideration or you can probably try to run or do something else. Hmm. This is a good. This is a good question. The bad news is that it is as fast as me. We're gonna kick ass, baby. All right. Right. Can I, I try to idea. zap him again too? Yeah. Go for it. Now you will also take minus one ongoing as well. Overall. Yeah, just a minus one to your roll. Okay. All right. So that makes that a six plus two is eight minus one is seven. So partially successful. Okay, and spin. Oh, I was gonna let that resolve first. I guess. Oh, okay. What is the what does this app do? We're gonna we're gonna cast a uh, thunder punch. Nice. So together, your two attacks will combine. So spin. Go Dang. ahead and resolve yours. So it's gonna be like a thunder kick. My arms are stuck. Yeah. Right. It's an eight. <laughs> okay. So you are both partially successful. Um, and what ends up happening is uh, Artemisia, as you're about to, um, as Spin is about to connect with the creature, Artemisia casts uh, uh, her spell, uh, but it does like jolt through Spin and Spin then connects the kick. So you are also going to take damage. So what is the damage threshold on your it's attack? It's just one. Okay, so Red, famously, I have steel-toed boots, but heard that. Excellent. So um, you are going to take one point of damage, Spin, through the jolting spell that courses through you, but that will then Sorry. double and compound your attack. So you do what damage with your kick? My unarmed attacks do two harm magic and ignore armor. Okay, so then we'll just double that up and it'll do four harm. And now you can see like much more of that attack went through. It just kind of like stumbles backwards. Um, and, and before when you had hit it, it did not move at all uh, in, in a show of great strength. Um, but now it is going to just start hammering away at both of you um, and will punch uh, spin. So go ahead and act under pressure. So gooey. Except for both of us? Uh, just spin. But if he fails, uh, it might seven. be bad for both of you. Yeah, okay. So partial success. So Artemisia does not take damage, but uh, yeah. you will you will take damage, uh, but you will <laughs> negate two of it, so only one comes through. Okay. Do I neg well okay, so this is the jolt. Do I take damage from the jolt? Yep. So now you went from three to four. You've actually crossed over the injury threshold. Um, and now you're, you're uh, I would probably say one of your arms are like 
pretty like banged up. You might have a fracture because it just wailed at you. You had to protect Artemisia and your hands are stuck on her and you take like a, a hard hit on your arm. And even though you are superhuman in certain ways, that last attack came through a little bit. Big. Okay. Now, Deandra, after your conversation, you kind of walked around town smoking your cigarette, defiant in the rain, um, and you come across a very interesting scene. Artemisia and Spin are just covered in some kind of substance that looks like it is sticking them together. Uh, Gunderson is holding his weird science gun out in front of him, and there is what looks like a cosplay RoboCop. <laughs> in front of you i guess what i will do is read a bad situation go ahead <clears throat> all right i think um, i still have a, a two ongoing or two forward yep. on that yeah yep. I, I rolled a 10 three. so i get a three for yeah um and you still have your connect the dots as well right um i'm going to ask um, what is most vulnerable to me? This monster, it is definitely, I guess, for lack of a better term, you kind of realize it's like a cyborg. It is an incredibly strong just combination of man and machine. Um, if you, you know, attracts attention, it could harm you really bad. Okay. Okay, so I don't see any vulnerabilities specifically. Oh, I, I'm sorry. What's most vulnerable to me? I thought you meant like to you, what can be dangerous to you. So you're trying to see what is vulnerable to it. Yeah, like what what could what vulnerabilities can I explore? Yeah, so uh, because there are like fleshy parts, um, you're... Uh, your uh, magnum can probably do some decent damage. Um, it does have armor, so it'll probably negate some of that damage as well. Um, but you can probably take it down, you know, with several well-placed shots. Mm, yeah, they'd have to be well-placed. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say more <laughs> than likely, though, uh, you see a visor. So it is, is its mm. entire head is covered in metal, but it has a visor in the front. So maybe that would be the most vulnerable place is like shooting right. it in the face. But two of my compatriots are in very close combat and I'm notoriously a Correct. bad shot. So. And you would probably, <laughs> if you were trying to make a called shot like that, you'd probably also take a negative one to that shot to make that happen. Right. Um... Okay, and I see that it's trying to. Do I see that it's trying to escape through the sewers, or did I, do I not notice that at the um, moment? You could probably notice that there's a manhole cover nearby and an open, you know, sewer hole on the ground. Okay, okay, I will try to not be noticed by it and get closer. Okay. Like, kind of like, because I know there's like a commotion going on. Uh, I'm gonna try to get like behind the situation yeah, unnoticed. And, and I'll, I'll definitely allow that to happen with your read a bad situation success and the fact that it is currently engaged in combat. Um, Gunderson, what would you like to do? Uh, I, so who looks in worse sorts? Artemisia or Spin? It's very hard to tell, but yeah, Spin is the one that is currently getting railed on by this person. 
Uh, I would like to use my ability. Trust me, I'm a doctor. <laughs> and how does that work? I can use my knowledge of, and I quote, medicine and anatomy to heal people. Uh, when you do first aid, roll plus weird, uh, first aid can only be used once for injury. And does it only heal points or injuries as well? Uh, it depends on how I roll. Okay. So if it, if I roll, uh, if I get a partial success, I heal one harm and stabilize an injury. On a 10 plus, a uh, patient is stabilized and I heal two harm. And on a miss, something unexpected occurs. The subject will gain a weird side effect of the keeper's choice. Okay, great. So go ahead God. and roll. I have, listen. A, I have a plus three. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know my anatomical body more than anybody else, I'd imagine. I know that body. Uh, and if this counts as my science-y thing, then I get a bonus to it. All right. Do I get a bonus to it? I don't know. Is it biogenetic engineering? Yeah, I would say so. That's fine. Oh, then I, I get another so. plus one, uh, which makes it a nine. Okay, so you're successful. So, um, what does it mean when you're not, uh, when it's a seven to nine? I heal one harm or stabilize the injury. Gut instinct is to stabilize the injury. Okay, so the uh, minus one that you would be taking from the injury goes away. But you are still okay. taking a minus one from being gooed together with Artemisia, so it's not a minus two at least. Um, now, Gunderson, real quick, what what is like the duration of your goo gun? Is there like a defined time? Frame? I would say if I on my body was on my person had some sort of solvent for my goo gun, I would be able to use that to get them unstuck. Okay, and I would say you'd probably have something like that. I probably that. do. Yeah. It's probably whatever hot liquid is in this cup that I'm holding. <laughs> Hypothetically. <laughs> that you were is drinking. Scotch? Maybe it <laughs> okay. is. Is it a hot toddy? <laughs> oh, maybe it's that. Okay, so on the next turn, then you can use this solvent to uh, yeah. help um, remove these bindings. Okay, so this Cyborg has taken damage. Spin, you have taken damage. Artemisia, a little bit of damage. What are you going to do? You're still in a very disadvantaged situation. Uh, Fred, I have a question. This is, It's not specific, so it's your call. So one of the used magic effects is bar a place or a portal to a specific person or type of creature. Can I, like, seal the manhole? Yeah. Yeah, so you could like just okay. slide the manhole, like the cover, back into place by using magic if you mm -hmm. want. Okay, cool. I'm gonna do that. Um, uh, so that's ten. Oh no, so it'd be nine. Yeah, so nine, I would I say that one. you're successful. You're able to slide the big metal object back into place. But because you're only partially successful, it isn't like fixed into place. It could probably try to go through it if it attempted again. Spin. Um, sick. Um, you know, you know it, you love it. I'm gonna try to beat more ass into this. Okay. Thing. That's uh, dirty twelve minus one is okay. Left. So that is still uh, a success, um, and you do get to add an extra to your kick some ass. What would you like to do? I don't know where Deandra went. Deandra was sneaky. I don't probably know Deandra's there, right? You might not even registered that Deandra was there. Sick. So then I'm going to do the selfish thing, and I will suffer less harm. Okay. 
So yeah, and as you do this kick, you kind of like kick it in the side of its knee. His leg kind of buckles a little bit and it almost just goes straight into a headbutt as it just tries to break your nose. Um, and it does connect, but you're able to kind of like turn just in time. And it, although it hurts, you didn't take any damage because of your armor and also the uh, suffering less harm. And you're still at a three point, uh, you're still at a four point threshold because you're at four points, but he had heal, healed that one injury. I'm stabilized, yeah. Yeah, so you don't take any more damage at that point. Okay, Deandra, you get to do something. Okay, I'm going to use one of my connect the dots. Um, one of the questions is, what does the monster want from this person? What does this thing want with Artemisia? Uh, it is just trying to kidnap and run off with Artemisia because you have noticed that it isn't specifically harming Artemisia. Uh, and, right. and it is constantly going after Spin right now because Spin is protecting Artemisia. Right. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to use that information as well as the information from the from before. I'm going to draw its attention and I'm going to use see it all fits together and use sharp instead of charm to manipulate the creature into taking me instead. I'm going to offer myself and say I'm willing to go voluntarily with you if you let Artemisia go. Okay, roll. Let's see how you do. Alright, manipulate. I love manipulation. <laughs> um, I got an 11. Okay, so you are successful. So, just so I have a better understanding, you're, you're utilizing manipulate somebody, but you're utilizing a specific ability score that is higher for you. Yes. And Cause, yep, so, what, what basically it is, it's like the see it all fits together is what it's called. And I can use my sharp instead of my charm um, to manipulate someone basically by like spitting out facts and connections and like like a word vomit that like blinds them with nonsense basically okay so i will say that you are successful and as you're kind of like trying to distract and motivate this or manipulate this creature it looks at spin and artemisia and then turns right to you, grabs you, and just starts running. And it doesn't go for the manhole this time, it just keeps going and runs away with you, and you are being uh, carried away. Um, Spin, Gunderson, uh, Artemisia, you can try maybe possibly one thing to either impede or stop this person, or you can just allow it to Take away Deandra for now uh, as you decide what to do. Nobody is big magic. I mean, regu- sorry, regular magic. <laughs> um, I would actually, is- I w- I'm going to use my tune in ability uh, to try to attune my mind to the monster to try to figure out what it is planning to do. Okay, go ahead. All right. Now we're talking. Okay, so that's 11 plus two minus one. So it's a 12. A dirty 12. Yeah, so I get to ask. Oh, yeah, so what is it planning to do right now? So this creature's motive, what it's doing is it is following uh, more than likely orders from somebody else. And it's been ordered to bring back someone specific. And it has either been manipulated or has decided it is best to just take Deandra at this point 
um, instead of its originally intended victim. So it is here to accost, apprehend, and kidnap somebody. Gunderson. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot my coup gun, but the magic version of it. <laughs> okay, what does that mean? Uh, instead of it doing harm, it just sticks them in place. Okay, go ahead. And, and I think that's I, what I had done, done it previously, anyway. and I forgot that's what I had done previously. That's an eight. <laughs> Uh, no, it's okay. It's a, it's a nine. No, it's a nine. I was like, if okay. you goo me again, damn it! Oh, <laughs> uh, my goo. Yeah, so I'm just using the uh, the effect of trap a specific person, minion, or monster. Okay, so um, you are uh, successful, um, and uh, but there is a glitch. Um, and the glitch on this use magic roll um, is going to be uh, that it has a very short duration. Uh, so that means it is only provided one more round for each of you and for Deandra as well to make an action before it breaks loose and possibly continues to run away. Okay, who would like to go first? Um, I will um, shout at them to stop pursuing. I don't want them to get hurt anymore. So I'm going to try to manipulate the rest of the group to stop pursuing and attacking. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, now, but if she manipulates us and we accept you get it. Experience. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Go ahead and roll manipulate someone. <laughs> okay. I got an eight. And are you doing like the if it all fits together or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to like convince them to that it's best that they let this go and stay safe. And if they accept it, if they try to challenge it, they can try to challenge it, but they can also accept it and get experience. Yeah, no, I'm very ouchy. So, what did you? What was your role on that? Eight. Oh, which dang. Is, yeah, but you, no, but you mark, technically you, success. You technically mark six, uh, experience yeah, but if, if you if, do. If, if uh, if Deandra had gotten a ten, then we would have also gotten plus one forward. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> I'll take the experience though. Don't get yeah. me wrong. So do all three of you listen to Deandra and allow this creature to run off with her? Yeah. Yep. Deandra said. Uh, Gunnarsson okay. like instinctively wants to run, but then he looks back over at the. Sp spin art that he's made and mm. decides that uh, it's <laughs> yeah. probably not in his best interest. I'm very hurt and I have no shoes and I'm covered in goo, so I'm not going anywhere. I'm covered so in our shit, baby. And I'm scared of Robocop also. <laughs> got it. Got it. Um, okay, so the goo wears off and this cyborg continues to make its escape and runs off with Deandra. The, the two of you, Deandra, it runs for a good while. You're conscious. You're able to kind of like see where it's going. Yeah, it finds a different access tunnel and uh, you find yourself uh, below ground uh, in what looks like a series of sewer tunnels. Um, it's very extensive. It, it actually travels for a short while um, and the hallways that you're running in are like 
what I would consider like, you know, quite spacious. Um, it, it isn't like you're getting knocked around uh, along these like narrow hallways or anything like that. And you come into what looks like a large chamber. Um, you have no idea where uh, in town you are, um, but this large chamber that is subterranean, you can see there are what looks like, you know, sh- bookshelves and and tables. It looks like somebody might be living down here um, and you are kind of like placed onto the ground um, and this very imposing metal creature, this cyborg is is kind of like hovering over you Um, and in from the dark corner of the room, you hear a voice say that that isn't that isn't Artemisia. Who have you brought me? And you can hear the creature now go, this was the best option. I made a decision to bring this person back and I will try my attempt again. But I feel like with this person, we will have, uh, let's say the upper hand. As these two creatures are conversing, um, you can take a look around. Now, at any point, you can utilize and investigate a mystery or any of your connect the dots or anything along those lines. Yeah, um, I'll stand up and dust myself off. Um, the The cyborg is he like hovering and like impeding my movement, or can I like m- move around the space? Uh, you could probably move around, but if you, if if you probably try to run away, it'll probably be able to just grab you. Right. Yeah, I'm not going to run away. I'm going to, um, I'll roll investigate a mystery to kind of like get a read on the people that inhabit this space. Like the the books they're reading, the projects they have, like, you know what I mean? Like just the stuff I can glean from the stuff around. Um, I will roll investigate a mystery. Okay. I got an eight. I'm rolling real middling today. So um, you get to ask one question with Investigate a Mystery in regards mm-hmm. to your success. I guess I will ask, what was it going to do with Artemisia? So you take a look around this room and you kind of find yourself in a very familiar setting, um, but you've never been here before. And the reason you find it familiar is that you find a lot of equipment, a lot of gadgets, a lot of books, a lot of vials. It almost looks like this is a laboratory or, you know, somewhere uh, people do science experiments, very similar to Professor Gunderson's uh, lair. And you start to look around and you're like, you you can see uh, what look like small uh cages um you know maybe large dog cages or a cage just large enough to maybe place a human in and you see what look like uh tables that are uh suspended up uh onto the ground kind of like almost at a 60 degree angle and there are people strapped to these tables Um, And when I say people, you probably see a good four or five people. You're not sure if they're alive or if they're dead, but most of them look like they have been somewhat mutilated. 
some of the other people have what look like metal objects grafted onto them. And you realize somebody is turning people into machines. And as you start to uh, make this connection, the man starts to walk out from behind the shadows. And, and you could just see slowly from, you know, the the shoes to the pants to what looks like a scientific lab coat that is covered in blood. And just as about the face is to be revealed to you, uh, he says to the cyborg, okay, well, let's knock her out for now and put her in a cage. And you just feel this explosion on your face as a gauntleted fist just smacks into you, knocking you out and everything goes dark. And that's what we're going to call it. Hey everyone, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to our new Geekly Inc. project, Vanguard of the Veil. If you're interested in learning more about our podcast, follow us on Twitter at Vanguard Veil. If you want to hear more shows like ours, then check out Cthulhu and Friends and Greeting Adventurers, which is a part of the Geekly Inc. network. If you want to follow the people that creates this show, you can follow the keeper, Fred, at I Think I'm Fred. Professor Gunderson is played by Matthew at Matthew M. Morris. Deandra is played by Alex at Happy Puke. Spin is played by Josh at Josketh. Artemisia is played by Steph at Steph O. Kingston. Our show is also edited and produced by Kieran at Mr. K underscore Bennett, and all music and sound effects are courtesy of Epidemic Sounds. <laughs>